Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the last episode of After the Tone. That I'm going to record in my bedroom in Southend. <laughs> Trigger warning. <laughs> I hope some people just had a heart attack. Um, I'm going to Manchester. God, I hope I can make some friends. <laughs> if all else fails, I've got you lot, right? <laughs> Episode 14. Tone after the tone. Thank you very much. Welcome to another episode of the yet to be nominated for anything. (laughs) After the tone, I'm the voice that is Scotty, your host, and together with the ever lovely producer Debbie, actually, uh, we've been now doing this for four months. Can you believe it? Four months of me talking to myself in my bedroom. It's like we've <laughs> professionalised my actual mental health presentations. <laughs> oh, we've had a roller coaster of emotions on this in the last quarter, haven't we? We've done the political, the not so political. We've cried, we've laughed with each other. But there was a little bit of a complaint from James, him indoors, off the back of last week's episode, where apparently... For his liking, we talk a little bit too much about poo. (laughs) And I tell you what, hon, I don't think you can talk about shiting enough. I think we need to normalise the pooing. Um, If you're new round here, (laughs) what what an introduction that was. You'll get the hang of it soon enough. Um, As I just mentioned, I'm moving house. And honestly, I didn't realise how much shite I had. And I thought I was, like, quite a streamlined person that didn't have emotional attachment to most things, let alone humans. But I found myself this week having conversations with myself where I thought, do I really need this school shirt from 1998 covered in felt-tip good luck messages from people I don't know? (laughs) Good luck messages, I might add. 
that were from people who have children old enough to own their own school shirts that are covered in felt tips. And if you don't know what I'm on about, I don't know if this was like a Catholic school thing, but on your last day of school, you got to like write on each other's uniforms and then you kept them. And guess what I'm thinking? Like, okay, well, I could keep this or... <laughs> or what? Like, what do you do with it? Where does it go? <laughs> like, you can't give it to... um. Oh, what's her name? Sue Perkins? No, <laughs> not Sue Perkins. <laughs> I'm sure Sue Perkins probably might take it. Actually, let's not give any more airtime to that posh lesbian. Do you know what? I looked into her life quite recently and she's not that posh. Although she sounds like the poshest person you've ever met. I don't get on with her. I mean, it's not like I know her personally, but you know, you can take umbrage of people that you've seen on the telly because she's best friends with that Giles Corrin who, I mean, have a word with yourself. Do you know what I mean? If you think you want him to come over for tea, you're definitely not my friend. Anyway, how did we get onto this? <laughs> Sue Ryder, that's her. <laughs> Very different people. Actually, don't even know what Sue Ryder looks like. You know, like, I can't walk into the local cancer shop. <laughs> language Macmillan and say oh would you like these love letters from past partners or scraps of paper that I thought in 2005 would be deep and meaningful to me like there's whole sections of my life that I've completely forgot until opening up various envelopes this week (laughs) some of it quite trauma inducing um (laughs) and I tell you what I just wish that this was like a lesson they covered in school like it told you like what to do with it because the decision making is what makes being an adult really fucking dull so I was wondering if you have done the same or do the same do you collect sorry not collect accrue it feels a better word do you accrue shit Have you, you know, listened to that bird off Netflix who wants us all to have deep and meaningfuls with our socks and ask them how they're feeling in a drawer? Have you done that stuff? Have you condoed or condoed it? Anyway, I guess I'm sort of interested if you've gone through this palaver, essentially. So uh, if any of the above rings true, open up that WhatsApp and send us a voice note to this number. 0788 200 3420. As ever, first time callers, long time lurkers, and passers by are more than welcome. Feel free to break your cherry. Come on, I know it feels scary at the start, but once you get into the rhythm of it, it is a lot of fun. Uh, right, I think we should dive headfirst into this week's episode. Debbie says we're going to go back to back. It's quite a fast pace to open with. So let's see. Put on your um, biker suits or whatever. What do they say on RuPaul's Drag Race? Oh, I mean, who cares? It's a fucking shit programme anyway. (laughs) Hi, Scotty. It's Stephen calling you again from Montreal. Have you missed me? I haven't called in so long. And uh, really, I don't know. What, What is time these days? What is time? I just do not know where it goes. I realized a couple of weeks ago that I hadn't even listened to you, and so I downloaded and did a huge, like, gigantic listen, just like a giant box of bonbons, that's French for candies. Loved it, loved it, loved it, but you know, recently things have gotten kind of real on After the Tone. Anyway, I just decided that you know, it's COVID. I don't know. It's COVID. Maybe I'm COVID Mary and I don't even know it, but I, my mind is totally lost. But I, I decided to remix your opening song 
and I'm hoping that I can attach it here. I have no idea why I did this, but I'm going to send it to you. And um, all you have to know is that you should really probably get the bottle of poppers out because halfway through it kind of goes a little bit wonky. And the poppers will help sort of keep it all together. I'm sure you have a bottle of poppers somewhere, don't you, Scotty? All right. Well, lots of love from La Belleville. Ciao. deserve for that thank you very much montreal <laughs> now <laughs> that theme tune was originally made by one half of bourgeois maurice live maurice maurice so i'm sure Liv is going to be absolutely joyed by that so am i i also love that i got remixed i was put into the mix how honorary. Right, I think we just might need to explain things for the boring people that are listening who might not have ever found themselves at 4am in the middle of a dance floor or needing to shove something up their bumhole. Poppers, before you get out the party poppers and think, how will celebrating New Year's Eve during this record help? It's something that you sniff. And let's just say it has a very relaxing effect. It's a great effect. Oh my God, oh, I love a popper. Although they're they're banning them, or they were trying to ban them in the UK because some straights got hold of them and because they look like those little energy drinks that you get on the counter of the corner shops, the straights downed them and a couple of them killed themselves. Because, I mean, it's literally like, it's just acid, isn't it? Look at me endorsing the use of poppers. I mean, there's much worse. I know nightclubs, can't say which one, but I know nightclubs still running, very successful, where when I used to sort of mince around nightclubs on a Sunday evening, they'd put them in the aircon just to get the party going a bit. I mean, it's quite camp, isn't it? Um, Also loved it when someone would get a bottle of poppers and they smash them on the dance floor, so then everyone got high. I mean, mean, these were different times before consent. I'll tell you what, I'm going to do a little rewind listen to that when I've got a bottle of poppers to hand, because, of course, they're all in boxes. They're away. They're shoved away in different places, and I haven't got one to hand. But after the time, listeners, I hope that you had a lovely little there. Thank you very much. More of that behaviour. Anyone else want to remix or make a theme tune? We're more than happy to receive them. Hi, Scotty. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, coming to you live from the Bench of Dreams, the 
very same bench that I have sat on for the last few weeks where you've kept me company with a cup of coffee and all of those brilliant callers. Um, as you can probably tell, I am a caller from over the sea, but I'm not living over the sea. I live here. I'm calling in response to that caller last week. Just his story. It really scratched at those old scars. I grew up in Ireland in the 90s and the hurt he felt, I just felt it all over again. It was really, really tough and really shit and I challenge anyone who dares to minimise my experience or say it didn't happen or reduce it down to, oh, it's just all in your head because if they do, I will slap my therapist's bill right in their face this wonderful person who's helped me work through everything that happened to me and around me and it was said to me and was said about me. But life is better. It is so much better having figured it all out. Yeah, just about your caller. He's not on his own. He was one of many gay kids who grew up in Ireland. And do you know what I... Something I was thinking about was in Ireland in the 90s, what kind of role models did we have? Or what kind of particularly gay role models did young gay people have? And what does that do to them? What does that also do to the heterosexualists? If there are no strong gay role models, how does that affect how they view young gay people will grow up? Anyway, it's a question. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. I love the little community that it's created. Lots of love. Bye-bye. Oh, what a lovely call there. And you know my thoughts about an accent from over the way. So, all that's made me feel all lovely and warm. Um, First time caller, stick that gold badge on yourself. Um, And I'm glad you're calling from the the bench of dreams. I want to know where that is and come and join you one day. Now, yes, you know, one of my favourite things about this podcast, I was going to call it a project then, look at me, ever the artist, is that we get to have chats with each other. We get to have the chats with each other. And we get to have those as long-form conversations where we can really sit with them and think about them and then respond in our own time. We don't just have to, like, impulsively go, not like I have to do on this. this." But it just helps I'm very articulate, so it always sounds all right. Also, producer Debbie is editing me quite heavily. Yes, I think the most genius thing... (laughs) in that message that I will really take for myself is I will throw down my therapy bill in front of them. (laughs) I think there's something that I've been learning through therapy is about choice. Because I think something that I do quite a lot is I can look at things that happened to me, things that were said to me, behaviours that were presented upon me, people who did things to me. And I can always think of the context. And I'd be like, well, they behaved like that because class. They behaved like that because of Catholic shame. They behaved like that because of capitalism. And we were put in this situation because of. And something that my therapist has really got me to engage in was like, people also made choices. And... As difficult as that sting was at first, I think it's really helped me unpick some of that stuff and allow me to sort of place blame without contextualization. 
that the people who UI and last week's caller, I guess, are talking about made choices. They made choices to behave to us and to vilify us and oppress us and segregate us in ways that they'll never understand. I made a piece of work called Bravado a good few years ago now. It ends with me in a dreamed, I guess, revenge and how I sort of just needed to indulge that little revenge thing because they don't live with the legacy of what they said. Their words, their actions, their violence was short-lived for them. It was their means of survival, their means of showing that we were lesser, weaker, and they were more or bigger. But the legacy that lives with us is that we are sat on benches 20, 30 years later, unpicking that stuff. I just want to thank you for your generosity as well, for reaching out to somebody else from last week and saying, you're not on your own. What a beautiful thing to do. Shit damn, motherfucker, motherfucker damn. Some damn bitch just stole my man. Gotta find another fucker, make up for the other fucker. Shit damn, motherfucker, motherfucker damn. Hi, Scotty. That wonderful song was from Katie Alice, Lydia, and Hafsa. <laughs> I mean, yous are getting creative by the week, aren't ya? Well done. That was a three-part harmony. And from lockdown as well, I'm imagining. So you've, you've all sat around and gone, right, okay. And you're going to say, motherfucker. And I'm going to go, motherfucker. <laughs> More of this behaviour, please. Hi, Scotty. I'm going to keep this short and sweet and uh, to the point. You've really helped me personally through this, the last few months that you've brought the podcast back. This year was fucking awful for me. Like, I lost my stepdad, I lost a close family friend, and then an attempted suicide by one of my family members. And it's been a fucking hard year. And, you know... This has felt like a place where (laughs) I just decided to be vulnerable today and I wanted to say thank you for giving people a platform to be vulnerable, for giving people the ability to share that. You're an empowering fucking person, you're beautiful, you're creative, you're just wonderful and I don't want you to ever think that that's not the case and I'm sitting here, <laughs> always cooking or making food when I call you. But I'm sitting here with tears in my eyes and I just want you to know that you were the best thing to come out of 2020. The return of this this podcast has meant a lot to me. And it's all very well to, to try and be funny when I call and, and leave messages. But I wanted to be heartfelt and tell you that we love you, Scotty. Oh... Oh, what a lovely message to receive. And from a person who I recall, I think you kick-started the Trisha chat, um, which is lovely, because it got Trisha on the programme. So we've got a lot to thank you for. But thank you. I'm going to take that and put that in. That's going to put a lovely little bounce into my walk today. But I can't just take that single-handedly. I've got to take that with the love and adoration of my friend and colleague, Producer Deb, because it is Producer Deb's fingers (laughs) <laughs> I've said that before uh, that 
that uh, enable this to also happen. And so from us to hear that is so adorable. Something that producer Deb and I message each other every week. It's like when you send us like little messages or say things, we send them to each other. And we often have a conversation with each other where we're like, this feels like it means a lot to people. Something which we like to do because we like audio, we like people, we like Anata, and we like being in each other's company evidently means a lot to people. And so we take that responsibility very dearly, actually. But how lovely to have a little bit of feedback. And do you know what? I'm glad that every time you call that you're dealing with food. <laughs> it's like Pavlovian response. Hi, <laughs> yes, Scotty love. It's that JRF here. I, uh, are your listeners? How are you doing? Um, any road... Oh, the lovely carer. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally down for the carer to have a podcast. You'd definitely get one listener out of me, love. With regards to being in a boy band, funny story, actually. I used to be in a all-chubby boy band group back in the late noughties, and we were called the Back Fat Boys. We didn't have many hits over here in the UK. Quite popular in the Eastern Bloc, but uh, yeah, one of the best songs we had was Back Fats Back, all right! Um, Yeah, so um, I used to have little tram lines cut into my um, eyebrow and even had a a big gold eyebrow ring. Oh, heady days. Miss the touring. Miss those boys. Just give them a call. Anyway, stay strong, stay true, but most importantly, Day you. Okay, love and light. God bless, sweetheart. Big love to you, Scotty, and the listeners. And a big kiss from that there, JRF. <laughs> Bye! That there, JRF, first time caller. Lovely. <laughs> Look at her addressing the fucking people. Every week she gets ideas of other sessions. Notions from that one, actually. Now, can I just say, you cannot have that sign off that's the carer's sign off you can have the kiss but you can't stay true stay you etc those are the words that belong in the mouth of somebody else plagiarism i think they call it or i can i'm brewing a burp everybody i'm just no it's gone no it's that now i also was in a band and anyone who's seen my hit stage show class you're welcome has um witnessed me re-performing some of the songs that I used to sing. I was in a band called Northwest, and uh, we used to wear cream. <laughs> oh, it was different times. But I also had the tram lines in my eyebrows, and I had them in the side of my head. Do you remember that time where you used to, like, shave out bits from the side of your head? Just, like, little lines in the side of your head was, like, fashion. <laughs> It was so fashionable for this period of time just to get your dad's clippers and just have a go at yourself. DIY haircuts used to be much more of a thing, didn't they, until Tony and Guy came along and ruined it all. Oh, I remember cutting my own fringe. and I mean, we all looked like extras from that TV programme that Channel 5 had on in the early noughties called The Tribe. Oh, I tell you what. That is responsible for a lot of fashion faux pas in my early teens. I hope, if you were in Backfat Boys, that maybe you might be able to reach out to the After the Tone podcast. 
it'd be nice to do a bit of Silla Black surprise, surprise, reunite you with the people that you never wanted to talk to in the first place. And that's us hitting the halfway mark. Always a lovely moment to have a little bit of a breather. Because, you know, we've been around the block on this episode already. And it's at this point that I like to remind you that I love to speak to you on the internet. Because, as you know, I'm not shy of the interwebs. It just gives us a little bit of joy just to see that you're enjoying it. There is a review here on Apple Podcasts. If you listen via Apple Podcasts, did you know you could leave us a review? And you could also give us a star rating as well. And there's one here from somebody called Photo, who says, It's a total joy. It's like a virtual pub where locals are all sorts of strangers and I instantly feel right at home, crossed with the security of a weight blanket and a cup of tea. (laughs) It's quite the mix and I bloody love it. I agree with you too, although I've never tried a weighted blanket, so feel free to call up and let me know if I should get one. Sarah on the Twitter vision using hashtag after the tone pod pod says the perks of working from home is listening to podcasts and music without headphones on. This is especially important when listening to after the tone because it feels like Scotty and mates are properly in the room. P.S. Scotty, your laugh is the best and it would be great to see you on Saturday Kitchen. <laughs> Oh, now, if you live outside the UK, you might not know Saturday Kitchen is like a sort of Saturday morning telly programme. I mean, you could have denounced that yourself from the title, where they get people to come on and sort of talk about food. (laughs) Could you imagine me on there? I should be like, oh, that's disgusting. Oh, no, I don't like that. I don't think they'll have me on. Amanda says, I'm not getting involved in that Christmas song discourse. Oh, yes. Lots of people talking about the F word being used in that their song again. Going to enjoy the gorgy community and warmth radiating from Scotty's After the Tone podcast instead. Well, never a truer word. Um, and if we do want to talk about that over here, there are enough faggots for us to be able to... <laughs> to be able to properly discourse the discourse. If you want to join in the conversation, hashtag after the tone P-O-D. Now, I just want to do a little bit of a throw forward. After the tone is coming out on Christmas Eve. So we are going to be doing a Christmas show. Of course, it being after the tone, we want to do Christmas Gone Wrong. So if you've got any alternative carols, any tragic Christmas Day stories, survival tips for surviving that their family members that are voting in a certain way or thinking a certain way about you, or the best thing that you've done with the turkey baster, I mean, we are open to all suggestions on the theme of Christmas Gone Wrong. So remember to um, drop us a little line because we'd love to revel in your tragedy. Right, back on with the show. Hello, gorgeous Scotty. Hello there. Um, It's Jamie from Edinburgh here. I want to pick up on the invalidation of that lad by his family. Basically, he was being gaslit, wasn't he? I have had exactly that same experience in my own family to the point where a member of my family kind of blanked me for a couple of years because I had shared my experience and they were like, no, this is not the case. And I just thought, you know, and I'm not going to meet anger with anger or hate with hate. So I just thought, you know, I'll leave the door open and you can come back into my life when you want, if you want. But the sure as hell, I'm not standing with the door open. And that sort of gaslighting is known and experienced by all sorts of different people of minorities, not least black people being told, stop playing the colour card. 
it's not really a problem. There's no real racism. Or God forbid, we're post-race or we're colorblind. Bollocks. Something very interesting came up in that book by Matthew Todd, Straightjacket, I think it was 2016, and it came at a very important time for me as a gay. The idea that if you're black and you are being gaslit or abused in public, you could go home to your black family and find strength in your culture there and be affirmed and validated. But if you were being abused or bullied for being gay, and it was the 70s, the 80s, and you were a little gay boy at school like I was, you couldn't go home and go, guess what, mom and dad? You had to just hold it in there. And that's a very particular and different type of trauma, isn't it? And then we wonder why our self-expression becomes so extreme or our desperation or need for finding different types of family or our, or the way that the gay culture or gay community in inverted commas gets together and becomes a very weird <laughs> expression. Some of it's glorious, obviously, wonderful, but a lot of it's quite fucked up as well because there's a lot of traumatized people put them all together in a room with a lot of alcohol in the dark maybe some drugs see what happens and then give them smartphones oh my god but anyway so yeah that's my take oh and by the way i'm jamie as i said but i'm jrs um and i know jrf my good good friend and he is or i should say they are one of the most life's wonderful people as ebullient and bright and kind and vulnerable and super as they come across in these little messages oh my god that's four minutes sorry bye lovely look a first time caller there and what a what a brodian accent you have it's sort of textbook a brodian and then you're probably going to tell me you're from derby but nonetheless uh, hello welcome to the party and welcome to the room now I love that idea of, like, what could happen by putting traumatised people in a room with MCAT. MCAT, I'm very down with the children, as you can tell, with my drug references from 2012. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that book that you're referencing by Matthew Todd, there are some really key, beautiful moments in Straightjacket. But, yeah, I think, you know, disclaimer, I think sometimes, and I don't, I'm not accusing you of this, dear caller but I think sometimes when we try to measure oppressions by each other or by the shape of each other or by a familiarity to each other I think they fall short for lots of different reasons now I think particularly when we align race with sexuality it's really clumsy because yes of course there could have been children that could have gone home to some part of their culture and and had conversations about whiteness and racism but of course that's it's not one size fits all. You know, we've got lots of mixed heritage young people that grew up with white family members and, and so trying to access that culture in a time where actually to assimilate is to survive. I guess what I'm getting at is the shape of trauma just is different. And I think something that we're yet to really understand is what it is to go stealth, what it is to be sort of visibly invisible, where some of us not me, as you can hear, were able to hide in the shadows. And to a certain extent, some gay celebrities have professionalised that and turned that straight gay thing into a vibe. Whereas if you're black or brown, 
you can't fucking hide that shit. So I guess, yeah, there's a really long-winded way of saying comparison, I think, is often clumsy, particularly when we're talking about race. But um, again, I'm not accusing you of making that comparison. Hey, Scotty, love, I hope you're keeping well. I know you love a, a nan and granddad story. I thought of my, my grandparents the other day when uh, I was listening to the podcast. I'm going to tell you something that, oh, God, now I think of it, I think it's awful. My dad's parents are two fat people. My mum's parents are always much more slender. And as kids, whether this is childlike innocence or whether it was us being little shits, um, we started calling my dad's parents Big Nan and Grandad and my mum's parents Little Nan and Grandad. Little Nan and Grandad are no longer with us. And since Big Nan and Grandad have requested that we don't call them that anymore. <laughs> I don't blame them. But anyway, you got me thinking of my uh, my little Nan and Grandad. At the weekend, I opened the window and the smell of someone's roast dinner wafted in the window. It smelt exactly like my nan's roast dinner. My nan and granddad, they were like, they bought everything from Iceland. Frozen veg, frozen roast potatoes, frozen Yorkshires, the lot. But their roast dinners were amazing, particularly the roast potatoes. And I was for a very long time convinced that my nan cooked her roast potatoes in Marmite. But it turns out she actually cooked it in like the juices of the meat. I think we almost always had beef. But I will never forget my little nan's incredible frozen Marmite potatoes and the smell just wafted in the window. Yeah, it got me thinking of them. <laughs> oh, what a lovely story here. And if there's any fat discourse to be taken from this, it's that fat people live longer than thin people. <laughs> And I'm sorry, I don't mean that to endorse, induce any trauma. But um, we're so often we're told like, oh, if you're fat, you're going to die. And isn't it lovely that your fat grandparents are still with us? Gorgy. I love a roast tea. Yeah, I do. And I love that because it's, and this is going to make me sound very provincial, but who cares? Because roasts were something I discovered. <laughs> I think some people discover things like curry and papaya salad but um roasts were something I discovered we was having a roast on Sunday actually and James said to me oh what was your roast like when you were at home I was like we never had roasts <laughs> and James was like well, what did you eat on a Sunday it was like the same thing that you ate on every other day and I couldn't work out whether this was like a cultural thing like whether this was an Irish thing but like most meals that I had as a child were potatoes and me. <laughs> so like, my, also my nan wouldn't have the fucking patience to roast, to roast a potato. You got them boiled with butter, thrown into a bowl and put on the table for yourself to peel them if you wouldn't eat them without the skins. And cabbage was cooked until you could smell it. So, <laughs> so a roast to me is quite an exotic thing. My dad's parents who were separated. But when I got to meet my nan, she would make a roast. And so I think, yeah, roasts do feel kind of like, ooh, English food. <laughs> the words that nobody has said ever. I love an Iceland tea. I like that you just, it's easy because you just throw it all in the grill or the broiler, 
for our um, listeners over the Atlantic. And do you know what? I'm going to reward you, caller, the congratulations because, you know, having those, um, don't call them oral, olfactory, um, olfactory, emotions they just bring you such joy and so you know i'm glad the smell of somebody else's roast got you going congratulations hiya scotty i called a few weeks ago and you lovingly named me the ibs one i was delighted to hear all the poop stories last week they were lovely also that poop map app gonna check that out Sounds right up my street. I wanted to tell you a shit celebrity story. Um, I live in Bristol, and if anyone knows the centre of Bristol, there's like the Sainsbury's opposite the Hippodrome. And I was in the Sainsbury's, and Gok Wan comes walking down the biscuit aisle. And then these two guys further back were like, Was oh, that that guy off the telly? And he, he seemed very shy and not at all like his tv personality but yeah i didn't say anything to him i just got my biscuits and went but yeah that's my uh shit celebrity story all right bye shit celebrity story there from our in-house shit correspondent <laughs> the ibs one now great for the gok it's all about the confidence as she used to just completely say to everybody do you know do you remember the time where television which was largely sponsored by Gokwan, was, I'm going to put a fat woman in front of a mirror, make her cry, and then I'm going to put her in a cold shoulder butterfly top from Evans. <laughs> and then magically, because she'd had her air blow dried, she was happier about herself. <laughs> Light entertainment, I mean, used to be much stronger, didn't it? <laughs> Gone in the days of the generation game. Now, I do know the Sainsbury's in question, and who knew that celebrities shopped at Sainsbury's? I thought they were all in the Waitrose and John Lewis. But key thing from this story, which I think is a cliffhanger, and we'll go into what I want to talk about next week, is what biscuit? You can't just say, oh, I just got my biscuits and left. What biscuit? What biscuit? <laughs> which is a lovely segue into what I want to talk about next week, which is... The perfect brew. Now, people who follow me on Instagram at Scotty is Fat will know in my stories, basically, all I've become is somebody who moves house and shows people pictures of toast and me drinking cups of tea. Now, I was doing a very serious message about a project that I'm doing on New Year's Eve, in which people can apply to have New Year's Eve brought to their house by me, where I was also making a cup of tea. Now, I have never received the amount of hate DMs as I did because I was putting coconut milk in a brew. And people were judging the amount that I was putting in, the hue, why it was coconut milk, the brand of coconut milk that I was using. So I thought, I'm going to put this out to my room here after the tone. Tell me, what makes your perfect brew? Do you have the judgment of other people's brews? Are you allergic to having coconut milk in your tea as well? I mean, we're covering all fucking bases. We're doing (laughs) homophobia, shit and tea. (laughs) And if that ain't a good afternoon for you, I don't know what is. 
So yes, if you would like to get in contact with um, The Perfect Brew, if you've got any stuff, any gossip, any bits and bobs about the stuff that you retain, that you've held on to, the stuff that you've thrown away, do you feel better for throwing that shit away? Or remember, we're doing the Christmas Gone Wrong show, so anything that you want to throw into that, pick up the WhatsApp, send us a voice note to this number. Zero seven double eight two hundred three four two zero. Well, I've had a gorgeous week this week, so thanks very much. The next time you'll hear me, I will be in Manchesterford, which I'm so excited about. So, you know, over the next few weeks, I'll fucking start to sound like that. That's the worst Mancunian accent I've ever done. I'm so sorry, people of Manchesterford. I do love you. So um, all that's left to say is to sign off in everyone's favourite passive-aggressive email style, which is kind regards, best wishes. See you next week. Tone is presented by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, with shout-outs this week to Liv Morris, Lorraine Bowen, JJ Cranston, and Podcast.co. It's a Debbie Productions production. flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.